Do you want me to push the button? Do it. Ashley's in the hot seat today. Hey everyone, you're there listening you to go. Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Doesn't that just get you ready to go? I legit feel like we should be walking through the Magic Kingdom gates or something. Pretty much are. The Magic Kingdom of of marriage. (laughs) In our basement. (laughs) In our basement. Okay. Well, I just, I want to get started. I want to just jump right into the questions. Without further ado, you guys, let's get into the questions. We seriously have multiple pages uh, in our, in our Google email folder. You have to like click through, you know, next page full of like, there's so many of you guys uh, sending in submissions and we are so excited to get to all these in the podcast, man, it's good. It just feels good to have somebody else talking about things that you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the email is taking sides with the dashleys at gmail.com. It's about 107 characters long. <laughs> so spell it right. Once you get finished typing the email, if you still feel inclined to continue typing your actual uh, submission, that's great. And we, we applaud you. Okay, right, get Ash, into this. Number one, let's get rolling. This one is from Alexis. Hey, what's up, Alexis? She says, I love watching you guys. You are the best. My Have husband. You, wait, wait, wait. What? Dallin is now saying your real first names. I've talked him into it. I am. He is no longer protecting There's, the privacy of you, like, your husband. It's just like, I hope you're pets. not going behind your spouse's back to submit these things anyways. So like, there should be no big deal if they know about it. I just, so I don't want to, I don't, we're not encouraging divisiveness or secrecy in any way in a marriage. So it shouldn't be any big deal if I read your name. Unless you tell me to not use your name, I'm going to use your name. A weight has been lifted from my shoulders. <laughs> Mine too. Of trying to figure out all yeah. the different, you were making up last names too. I was, I was really going deep. But JK Rowling over here. <laughs> Rowling, Rowling, which one? Rufus Scrimjaw. <laughs> all right. So here we go. This is from Alexis, but I will not say her last name. Okay. I love watching you guys. You are the best. Thank you, Alexis. My husband won't close the curtain when he gets out of the shower. I'll be gall darned. Okay. Then I have to clean it more often because it doesn't dry and gets all mildewy and discolored from the hard water. Ugh. And it makes the bathroom look cleaner and put more put together when it's closed. Okay. Hope I, you're having an amazing day. I grew up in Georgia and maybe this is just like an alternate universe, but my mom always wanted us to close the curtain. Well, yeah, she wants no, to too. She but, wants him to close the curtain. Oh, that's true. Okay. I feel like it would dry out faster with it open though. The curtain all bunched together. Oh, the curtain gets dirty. I thought she was talking about the the bathroom, like the shower gets dirtier and doesn't dry Uh, out. I get that. I get it. Yeah. Ashley was always on me doing this to do this too because I would just leave it open and she's she's on me to close it. Because the curtain gets moldy. Uh I hate shower curtains. Now that I live in a a home without them. It's just a big, it's like a whole new we have world. like the glass door, you know what I'm saying? And it's a beautiful thing. And then the other, the bathtub shower ones, we just don't even use the shower curtain. Yeah. Oh man. No, this is just one of those things. You just gotta, just gotta remind him or it's really not that big a deal. It, uh, just close it. I would, it's if this was an issue deal. with me, I would pull a kindergarten on Dallin and be like, 
set up a reward system. <laughs> what would make incur what would make you feel encouraged to shut this curtain? And it would probably be sex. There we go. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. This was from Lorinda. What's up? Lorinda, hey, uh, hey, Dallin and Ashley, she says, it's the lady with the dinosaur family pic from Instagram. Ha <laughs> ha. I was watching your live from last night while I was getting ready for work this morning. Thought I write in about a recent heated discussion at our house. Fork versus spoon. Okay, here are the rules. You can always have a knife if needed, but if you had to choose to use one other utensil for the rest of your life, would you choose a fork or a spoon? My husband and I are split on this, and so are my kids. We are house divided. We even got our waitress at dinner the other night involved. I, what did the waitress choose? Like, it, okay, so like I think of macaroni and noodles when I think of like the great heated, like where, like some people, when they eat macaroni, use a spoon, and some people use a fork. And I mm -hmm. think whoever uses a fork when they use macaroni would choose a fork forever. Mm -hmm. And whoever uses a spoon when they eat macaroni would choose a spoon forever. Yeah. Dallin uses like a ladle. So I don't know where he falls. No, it's hard to eat macaroni with a ladle. I use a spoon. I like using a fork because I like to I poke would, one at a time. I use a spoon, but I would choose a fork if that was the only option because you can spear things. You like you can't eat like this meat. Podcast. You can't eat meat. This is getting into really important things here in this podcast. You can't eat meat with a spoon, but you can stab yes, it with can. a fork. You can scoop it up. I mean, kind of, but it, you just have to like, it's like a balancing act instead of just spearing it with a fork. What about soup? Drink it. Let's get real. Just hold the bowl up to your mouth. Everybody in Asia does it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> okay. I would choose a fork. Cool. Well, that's we're choosing fork. So Lerinda didn't tell us which side she is on. Um good job, Lorinda. <laughs> so but I don't I so we're both a team fork. So I hope that you guys can can understand the logic behind our argument. But if you don't, I don't care. Dallin's funny today. What? It's, it's just not it, that big a deal. That's what I meant. I oh. don't care. Like, it's not that big a deal. It's not life or death. All right. Next. I would be reading more of these, but I can't see the screen because. And I have my glasses. So I need glasses, apparently. You should get them. They're fun. I'm like, at, this is the point where my perfect, once perfect eyes are starting to fail me and I'm in denial about it. Also, you should get more sleep. Probably. This one's from Sydney. Hey there, guys. Thanks for making such great content. Thanks, Sydney. So a huge discussion in our marriage has been starting a family, you know, having kids and we could just never come to an agreement. How do you guys feel about the situation? How do you guys come to an agreement or decide when it was time? Mm, this is a biggie. This is a biggie. And it, you know what? It changes a lot. Let's just talk about how we did, I guess. That's the only advice we can really offer. I was super anti kids. I, I Not well, anti. Not I forever, just but. was so, I just, I don't know. Um, I was a teacher and it like was very difficult. And when I was not teaching, I wanted nothing to do with children. And when I was teaching, I loved them, but I just didn't know if I wanted kids immediately. Um, we're like, I don't know, like I have always wanted a family and I always wanted to start one. And we just kind of always said like, let's try and be married for two years before we have a kid. Mm -hmm. And we kind of did it a little faster than that, I think. I like, I think it was going to be two years and then we get pregnant, but then we started, we tried, like we tried for George. So he came a little bit after two years. So we got pregnant at about around a year and a half, which looking back is kind of early, but it's great. Um, I like James, we were in a different place financially than we were with George. And I, I like being more financially stable when mm -hmm. we have kids. Like it was just 
a lot less stress and we could get the things we wanted to get. And it was just kind of more fun and less stressful. And like, how are we going to pay for college and pay for our hospital bills and all that? So, I mean, I would think about finances. I don't think we made the wrong decision. Like we made it work and picked up extra jobs and didn't go on vacations or anything. And like, we're able to pay for everything. That would be like a starting point, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, I think we just, just like, mostly we just felt really good about starting a family. So we did, even though like, we basically followed our feelings and prayed a lot. Yeah. Even though like, I feel like, I don't know what to say, like the logical side of me or the, like if I were to separate like my person from my faith, like person actually was like, eh, let's wait a while. But when we would pray about it and think about it, it just felt like it was the right thing to do. So we just yeah. kind of did that in faith. I just feel like God will always tell you, <laughs> not always, but it's, it, yeah, I'll take that back. But it's usually like, there's never a really good time. Just start having kids. I it's usually, it seems there's like never a really good time. No, there's never. And I will say this, you never will grasp the enormity of the responsibility that is having kids until you actually have them. So you're like, and never, probably not even then until really they're grown prepared. up. And you're just like, you're never going to be prepared to have kids. So it's kind of just like, if you know you want to have kids, might as well just start having them. But I would wait till both people are on board. Well, yeah, make sure both people are on board. And um, I would say one thing is like, don't, there are a few reasons why I know that you shouldn't have kids. You shouldn't have kids if you think that that will bring more love to your marriage. Or that'll like fix to your, your relationship problems. between you and your husband. Yeah, because it like, will bring more love to your family. It will bring love to your family, but it will not fix your relationship issues. Yay, even it will magnify them. <laughs> Hashtag our life. So, like, make sure your marriage is built on a foundation of love and mutual respect and fun and wholesome recreational activities and faith and prayer and all the good things, rather than on just having lots of fun with each other or based on getting attention from the other person or hashtag our marriage based on this is a hashtag our marriage. Make sure your relationship is based on, you know, solid principles of love and mutual respect and trust and faith and prayer. Just be ready because when you have the kids, you're oh. about to just have a whole new world open up to you and you have to rewrite a lot of aspects of how you lived your life and how you're going to live your life moving forward because you now have a child that requires so much of your time and attention and energy and uh, you got to work together on that one and how you're going to manage it. And that's just compounded the more children you have. So if your relationship is based on just having a bunch of fun with each other, or going on vacation or just giving each other all the attention in the world, and then you have a child which takes away most of your wife's attention, speaking to husbands out there for a long time and um, needs all like all the energy and attention that you can give as well, then all of a sudden your marriage is going to be like, man, what are we just like roommates now that take care of this kid together? <laughs> so I feel like we're talking hypothetically. Let's just get real. This is, I'm um, just, I mean, I'm just referencing like what Dallin we went and through. I, like we were, we had a strong marriage. We were strong. We just didn't realize until we had kids, like how much of like where we, where we found our feelings of love for each other. Like I would feel so loved by Dallin when we would do things together and have fun together. And he would spend time with me. And like, that's how I got felt loved for by from him like like fun like doing fun things and Dallin felt loved by me when my attention was on him and when I was like just like focused on him which is total which is so great when we had George I don't know what, what happened when we had George because very soon after we had James and like George I think we were like coping and figuring out a way like 
when he naps napped, we couldn't have fun together or like we could do things like it was one kid going to sleep, but then we had James and it was like, they were on opposite schedules and no one was sleeping and no one was napping at the same time. And Dallin and I weren't doing anything fun, quotation mark fingers together. And all of my attention was on the kids or on like my crumbling emotional status. So we just got to this place where we like looked at each other and just, I don't know if I said it or you said it, but I was just like, I don't feel like we're in love at all. We were just like, I don't feel like we know each other very well. I think I said like, I don't even think we're friends because we didn't know how to be friends if we weren't having fun or if it wasn't just me and like for Dallin, if it wasn't like just me focused on him and like he was my boo and like all of my attention went to him, not in a bad way or in a narcissistic way. But when we had kids, it was like all day and all night. Like they didn't sleep for two years. Yeah. And it was just two babies. Like I can't hold your hand. I can't cuddle you. Like it was just hard. And we just felt lost in a relationship where we didn't feel like friends. And now we're trying to figure out how to be in love and we are in love, but how to like really feel love when we can't always have as like much when we fun. We don't have entire days to just relax together uh-huh. or just spur the moment. Let's go do that. Like with, with kids in the mix now, um, we're learning the true foundation of love and mutual respect and trust and, and all of those things rather than just like a foundation and where true happiness comes from. Like I, kids have helped me to grow up so much and mature a lot and not be so selfish And they're like, I don't want to seem like a downer, like our home is full of joy. It's just mm -hmm. a different, it's like a family joy. It's just a different joy. Like when I think back on our marriage before. it's not like we never give each other attention anymore either. It's just. It's just learning how to feel. It's just our attention is divided a lot more. Or it's just. And we take advantage of micro moments instead of entire afternoons and evenings. Yeah. We're just learning how to feel like our cups, our love cups are full when we're pouring like when there's like less attention being given to our relationship than before, like figuring out how to maximize the moments. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully that gives you some insight into what we went through having kids and you know that you shouldn't have kids to like fix relationship issues or you shouldn't hope that like kids will bring you closer together. You should already be close together and have a solid foundation of love and mutual respect. And like you're in on this together and you, you got each other's back and you're on the, you're on a team together because things are about to get real and you're about to lose a ton of sleep. You're about to have your entire world turn upside down in a beautiful, joyful way. But still it's a humongous responsibility to have kids, but it's so freaking rewarding. And And like, I don't, I mean, maybe when we prayed about that and we felt like it was the right thing to do, that was God leading us down this path that we discover all these things. Like, I don't think there's like, I don't think you can wait till you're like perfectly ready. You'll never be perfectly ready. And I don't think there's a perfect age. Like there are people who had kids younger than us and they're just like doing so amazing. How old were we? We were, I was, I was 25 I was or 26, 26 maybe. Yeah. So like, I don't think there's a perfect age or a perfect time, but every, like, I don't know. I used to tell my kindergarten parents, like parents of the kids, like you're, you're the expert here, not me. So like you guys are the expert on yourselves, not me. Yeah. Um, I'm everybody else. I'm sure you guys have a lot of advice. We're going to, I haven't done this yet. I need to do this right after this podcast, make a page or a group tied to the Dashley's Facebook page. There will be a taking sides, the marriage podcast group, and you guys can go request to join it. 
and each episode will have a post there and you guys can go and fill in like what um, you think your thoughts or your experience i'm sure that people asking these questions would really appreciate your insight as well and i think the best comments are the ones like speaking from the eye like not so much preaching or telling people what's up but saying this was my experience and this is how we felt because of what we did yeah i think those like testimonies of self are so much more impactful than like than just what you think is the right thing or like just share your actual experience yeah. that's what i always i struggle with that too like the, Cause I'm full of things that I think is the right thing. But when it comes down to my actual experience, that's what people actually relate to and want to hear. And that's the only real value that I can bring. Cause I'm not like I have a PhD or anything. You know what I'm saying? All right. Courtney has sent in some doozies. Asher, you're ready for this. It's one. a whole list. A six point <laughs> list. Let's just start at the top. Okay. Thank you, Courtney. She says, my husband and I have a couple of fights going on in the house <laughs> and here they are. Thermostat. I keep our AC set to 75 and he likes it at 68. It's a constant battle turning it up and down every time we walk by. Our battle is more, I like the door open and Dallin likes the door closed. Because the AC is on. So I'm, I just so love having I, and an, then it was the doors me for open months. to outside. So I finally just turned the AC up to 77 no. and I was like, oh, Del- I'm, I'm such a butt. gone. Dallin was like, can we just please shut the door because the AC is on it. And I was like, just turn it up then. Yeah. And he did. did. So then I did and my stress was gone and my armpits were sweaty. I just like it open because the dogs can come in and out and the kids can come in and out and I can hear them if they're outside and I just like hearing outside. I just like it's outside. been fine if when it during a hot day that just won't do. But now that no, it's, it's fall, fall, it's fine with door open. That's why I was doing it. And I, it's when I when it comes down to it, it was just because the AC was set to seventy one, seventy two. So um, I just turned it up and I was fine. And fall is a beautiful time to have the door open and it's like a precious little. I just hate, of a few weeks because it's almost Utah winter we can do this. and then we'll have everything closed and we'll be hermits. Right. And that's I all. respect that. So I'm just going to do that. You were really nice about that one. Thank you. I tried. Even though I wasn't. And I was like, just turn it down then if it's such an issue. Yep. Jerk Ashley. Okay. Next. You jerk. All right. Her next thing. Well, did I even help her? I don't oh. know. I guess mm. uh, work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is like... You're married. You can either argue about things or work it out. And it's a lot happier if you just work it out. But what's our side? You are on... Dallin likes it cold. I like it colder. He likes it really cold. And I like it really... Like, I don't turn on my AC sometimes. Before I had kids, I would leave it off all summer in my car. Mm -hmm. I just love that haughty, sunshiny feeling. You do? Sweaty, sunshiny feeling. Like, I've been in a cold building for a while. I will get in my car when it's really hot and just be like, oh, thank you. But then after a while, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Stop, stop, stop. And I turn on the AC. Yeah. He likes it way colder. When we first moved into this house, he I think it was at 68 and that like was just Dallin's a common dream. thing between probably most marriages. The man likes it colder. I mean, like the commercials too for beds, like the temperature controlled bed, you know, it's like the man's side is always colder than the wife's side. I think it's pretty universal. Yep. So, um, just, I don't know. This is one of those things where you just got to come together and figure out what works for both of you or else you're always going to fight about it and, um, just figure out, how big of a deal it is to both people and say my love for you is more important than um than this little thing and just get over yourself a little bit and find something that works that's my best straightforward advice and i don't win on every fight i need that to be you known. pretty much do no i don't we live in utah hey we came together on that and decided together you have to say that well i would move You've i know been- we did we did, okay, thank but you I was that. more team move than you. It was a lot. Were you though, in the end? If my parents hadn't moved last second in the ninth inning to here, 
I was, I was team move for a good four years. But then we came to the decision that while the kids are young, this is probably the best location, right? Yeah. I just wonder how more gung-ho I would have been about moving if you were more gung-ho about moving. We can wonder all we want. Yeah, we'll wonder that one for a lifetime. Okay. Who knows where we'll move next? Anyways, toilet paper and paper towels. Let's hear it, Courtney. Apparently, there's a right way, and I'm unaware, but I seem to put it on the same way every time, and my husband thinks that I am messing with him because he constantly switches it the other way. There is no Hello, right way. the right way is no. hanging over the top, not coming from under the bottom. It doesn't matter. That way, you can rip it and see where you're ripping it, so you don't actually accidentally rip a one square less or more than you meant to, and like you, your finger might pop through the toilet paper. Who even cares? Poop all over your finger. What? You got to have at least four squares. And when it's coming over the top... I use way more than four squares. Really? Yeah. You're wasteful. I don't <laughs> want to have the poop problem that you're talking about. Uh, well, it comes down to the strength of the toilet paper and really how hard you're wiping. I hope you're listening to this in a public place. <laughs> got really I awkward. think there's no... It needs to hang over the top. It doesn't matter. I'm going to take the it's side it needs to paper. hang over the top. It rolls off. I will way. always switch it. I've done that my whole you life. You switch it I will still? Switch. I will, I'm the only one that changes out the toilet paper and the paper Stop towels in this right house. Now. And so I always put it on the right way, hanging over the top. I just don't know where you put the Costco size bag of toilet paper. I don't know where it is. You could lurk. Lurk? Look. <laughs> you could lurk around the house and find it. There's only like two places where, where it could it? possibly be in the storage closet. Downstairs? Yeah. And every bathroom has one in a drawer, has a little pack. You're an angel. I am. Okay, next. Again, but it doesn't matter. No, it does. It needs to go over the top. Okay, number four. Closing the air vents in the car. For the most part, I don't want yes. air blowing on me Courtney, and we'll close yes. the vents. And the next time my husband is in the car seat, he can't figure out why the air isn't working. So we're always closing and opening them. Listen. <laughs> I love hearing these because it's just like... It's us. It's just... Let me... This is classic husband and wife like duels going on here. Let me tell you what Dallin does. We have a fancy car where it can blow hot air on one side and cold air on the other, which is stupid. No, it works. It's so stupid. I get the cold it's air. It's not you get like the there's air. a wall between us blocking the air. Well, yeah, but the direct stream is like the, what I hits you the most. I still feel the freezing like air. An it, you still feel the warm air. Like the car's not going to no, get, it just the negate, the, they're negated. They negate, his cap <laughs> they negate de- each detated. other. His head was detated. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. We need to be pushing buttons. I think you should push this one. I love inside jokes. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. <laughs> there you go. Make it worth it. Yeah. Um, so, so anyways, uh, get a car with dual air. No, <laughs> no, just like have some, I would just say it's what he likes is what you like. Like it's you guys are living together. Your partners, you have different preferences. Let him open the vents and then you close the vents. Maybe, no, he thinks maybe the car's if broken. if you take it down one step further, you can like open the vents for him when you get out of the car and he can close the vents for you when he gets out of the you car. You want to know something fun? What? That's a I heard idea. of a couple who like the wife puts up the seat for the husband and the husband puts down the seat for the wife. You know, just a little, little there. thing of respect. It's just a little thing, little thing. Tender, tender, tender. feelings. I, in high school, I would put the red hot cinnamon gum in the air vents. Yeah. And it made, well, did two things because my gum, if you eat gum that's been sitting in a hot car, it just like disintegrates in your mouth. Uh So when you put the red hot gum in the air vents, like it sticks because it's like the exact perfect length where you can just like lay it in there and it holds it. Mm -hmm. The cold air will blow on it and bring it back to the right temperature. But then it also makes your car smell like cinnamon. 
well, let's do that. It's fun. Until you stuff shove it in there too far and you can't get it out and then you have this gum back in your... I don't think vent. it's like a hole. It's a tube. Okay, next. Next. Garbage only making it to the garage. I tend to throw it in the... Gr- I tend to throw the garbage in the garage and it won't yep. make it to the bin until I get around to it. It drives my husband nuts. But yeah, it drives me. It, we, it doesn't okay, but, drive me nuts, but I, I just, it's kind of one of those little it's things. It's a role. That's that, your role. That's. <laughs> we decided this at some point. We, we talked it about like, it. That's it your job. Subconsciously or was it consciously? Because you just I, always did I'm it. I'm always the one that takes out the trash. But you've always done it. And then I think at one point we were like, that's your job. When you set the trash just like by the door, a little part of my brain says, mm-hmm. why couldn't you take it down to the garbage? Because I was holding but a baby. The logical, loving, respectful part of my brain quickly swoops in and like, uh-uh-uh. She was probably holding making a screaming lunch, baby, making lunch, a baby. and planning out her next vlog and all this. Other. And a little thing I could do is take the trash the rest away. But no one asked you to. Like, maybe I'm going to do it later. No probably one's making not. you. <laughs> no one's making you. No, I'm not like, take thing, it out, Dallas. Just a little thing I want to do to help. Yeah, these are just a lot Except of little. For the classic. devil in your brain telling you I'm a jerk. Look, it's just that's the that's what everybody has the natural man that they're overcoming. I feel that every time I have to flush your pee. There you go. All right, next, low gas. For some reason, every time my husband uses the car, my gas light is on. He he is a keep the tank full while I'll push the limits. Uh, uh I don't drive very much because I, I hate just I driving. hate I hate pushing the limits too. I'll always fill it up when it's down to like eighth of a tank. I don't know. I don't. Why, why would you push the limits? It only takes one time when you're stranded on the side of the road. It just sucks. And well, just I never let the like light go on. Hour out of your day to like and the pay light. money for somebody to. It just sucks. So I just don't ever want to risk it, especially yeah. with kids. It's no fun. If the light so goes I on, take I the side of the over. husband. Keep the tank full. She says, I could go on, but at the end of the day, we laugh at it. Oh, good. We laugh at it, and it never really gets to me, and I think my husband might lose sleep over it sometimes. Angel. <laughs> Angel. You guys are great. Look forward to your content every week. Thank you so much, Courtney. Those are fun and things that probably everybody will relate to, and it just takes a little bit of mutual respect and some teamwork and partnership and just talking things through and how you're going to do it because you guys are living together, you're committed to each other, and let your love for each other override your desire to have every single little thing the way that you would want it in a perfect world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Never let, again, here's the quote from President Monson, never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. And just like I've learned to just stay in my lane. Like things bother me that don't bug Dallin and things bug Dallin that don't bug me. But I'm not going to like put that on him for the most part to <laughs> like maintain yeah. like my standard. I think we have mutual standards. It's like, a Venn diagram. I've always said this. When you get married... You know what a Venn diagram is, like two circles, and they overlap in the middle, but you still have the the other parts of the circle that are still your own. When you get married, like keep track of like where you overlap and like and emphasize those the beautiful strengths, and then also take care of the things that are still separate. Like I love going to the gym, Ashley doesn't, and she respects that I need to go to the gym, and even if the kids wake up and stuff, like she's willing to like if I'm still at the gym, like not just be like nagging me. You know what I'm saying? And it actually wants to go walk the dogs. I'm always like, please go walk the dogs or other little things like there's, it's important to take care of yourself and also focus on the strengths that you guys bring to each other and the happy parts of your relationship where you overlap too. Nice. I also read, we're going to do another podcast. We're going to do a podcast on big little life with the Dashleys that uh, we're doing book reviews now on the marriage, but we figured that one should be 
on Big Little Life with the Dashleys because this one is solely answering questions that you guys send in. So on Big Little Life, we're going to do, we're reading seven principles that, of making marriage work. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start, we're going to do our first one of reviewing chapter one of that book. And he talks in there about some myths about what it takes to make a marriage thrive. And one of them is that you have to have things in common. And he says, that can be fun, that can help. But it's the underlying feeling that you have for the person while you do the thing that you have in common. Like some people, he gave the example of kayaking. Like maybe two people love kayaking and they go have a blast together because they're friends. But the same, another couple, and they both love kayaking, they could go and they could just be nagging each other the whole time. He gave the example like saying, "You, that's not how you do it, J-stroke, you idiot. Like just nagging each other the whole time because they're not really friends. So even if they both love kayaking, if they're not like friends and have mutual respect for the other person then having this mutual interest doesn't really help their relationship. Mm-hmm. It's underlying being a friend and wanting to work things out with them and respecting them and sincerely caring for their well-being that really makes a relationship thrive. And these are what we're learning, and we're going to talk a lot about that more on Big Little Life with the Dashleys in our next episode. So go yeah. join us over there. Nice. Let's do one more and end it. One more? One more and end it. Okay. Bonus one, you guys. So we did all these from Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Next, Desiree. Thank you, Desiree. Ashley, this one is titled, one? My Husband's Cooking. My name is Desiree. I'm from Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. So here's the issue. My husband really, really, really tries to cook. Some things are good, most things not so much. Like, for instance, one time he tried to make his favorite salt and pepper wings. Take a big breath. He followed the directions on how long and for and what temp for the wings, then tossed it in. <laughs> tossed in a shit ton of salt <laughs> and pepper. So basically he made chicken salt licks. He oh ate a few, God. not even knowing how salty these wings were before I had taken a bite of mine. When I did try them, I spit it out and thought he was trying to kill me by dehydration. I asked him how he ate those wings without even noticing the salt. He then was like, yeah, I thought they were a little weird. So here's the thing. Would you tell your spouse if they're cooking <laughs> shit? Or I can't even say shit. <laughs> or would you pretend to like it and eat it anyways? P.S. Since this incident he has gotten better at cooking wings by that i mean he just buys them frozen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, it's a very touchy thing i've learned i now never say anything besides i love this to ashley what i'm not that mean i don't i don't care if you don't like it you are so sensitive about things you cook i don't cook i don't like cooking for other people because of that sensitivity i was eating out of the pan and she was like put it in a bowl i want to see you enjoying it eating your whole portion i want to make sure you eat all of it (laughs) <laughs> no, that my sensitivity is not whether or not you like the food. My sensitivity is how you eat the food. What do you mean? I make this wonderful meal and Dallin comes over and gets like a ladle and starts eating it out of Why the pot. Why do you always say I eat food with a ladle? It's so it's hard like a to spatula. eat food with a ladle. It's I a just s- grabbed a fork. Or, okay, the fork or the spatula. And then I'm just like, I made this beautiful food. Can you just not eat it on a plate? Or the next thing he does is I make this beautiful meal and Dallin fills a bowl and then goes to the cupboard and gets a ketchup and then squirts ketchup all over it. You like don't I, understand. I could have just fed you plain chicken and it would have tasted the same. It is a compliment. You can't taste the delicacies of the meal if it's slathered in chicken who, or in ketchup. Who are you to dictate my choice of Listen condiments? Listen to this. Dallin eats burritos with ketchup. It's so good. It's so weird. It's what, it's what I've done my whole life. It's like Mexican-American fusion. Like it doesn't go... <laughs> it's good no i don't think anybody should be offended if you put any condiment what if somebody just really loves that condiment that's how they eat because it covers the food you can't not to me i know the exact taste of ketchup 
and how it complements the flavor of the food already. My, no. I have a very sophisticated palate when it comes to ketchup on things. Okay, and then sometimes I'll make this beautiful meal and like I'll cook it before Dallin gets home and then he'll get home or he'll come up, he'll like come to eat it and it's cold. And so then he'll just eat it cold. <laughs> Actually and it doesn't even bunch. taste good. I actually care so much about it being warm and I just want to eat it. I just no, like when I make enchiladas, you eat I the, it just eat out of the, the casserole yeah, dish. I love it. I just, I am all about just eating it quickly and moving on. Ashley is about spending, Ashley will not even eat while the kids are awake. She waits, till, she stays hungry until they're asleep. Because they stress and me out so much. I don't eating, feel hungry. eating is like an event to you. No, I just want you to, and if I make to food. to me is just something that I want to just consume food really fast till I'm full. I just don't want on. you to eat it out of the crock pot or eat it out of the casserole bowl. Like I just, just get a plate and <laughs> just eat it with me. I'll eat more later. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to help you diet. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, did we even answer your question? Um, I wouldn't mind if you told me. I've made a lot of things. I'm trying to cook healthier. Well, I and think it just makes things just, taste bad. I just think that you just have to be super sensitive about it. And I just, just be feel like, like oh, I'm not super. I will let them say the first thing. And if they bring it up, you can be like, oh, yeah, I kind of noticed that. Maybe next time use a little bit of salt. But overall, I, I love where you're headed with this. You know, you have to just <laughs> I feel learn like how to give positive feedback. I think, though, like just you just don't correct, care that much. Give correction the right way. Dallin eats everything. Like, I'm really he eats not everything. If, I'm, if you really made chicken with like a, a whole bunch of salt and pepper is way too much, I might, I like I might be like, me. I might be like, Huh. I'm super critical of my food though. This like I would tell you first and be like, it's bad. Don't like, eat it. I would just be like, mm, tender chicken. It's a tad on the salty side, my love. <laughs> I say something like that. And he you'd would. be like, and you'd be like, huh, yeah, that is really salty. And I'd be like, I love salt. You would still eat it. <laughs> I would still eat it. You'd be like the husband who's just eating it because yeah. it's food. Uh-huh. And you'd be like, and then you'd be like, oh, it's too salty. I'm going to do salty. And, and then, then you would keep eating it. I would keep eating it. And then um, we would probably just be like, I'm not making this again or I'm going to fix it next time. And then we would move on with our day. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Perfect. I love when you sit over there. Let's push one more. Cool story. I do the number. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Um, so I guess that's our take. I would tell Dallin if it was bad. I wouldn't tell his mom. She's always asking, she always asks like, do you like it? And I'm like, yep. And then she's like, would you tell me if you didn't? And I go, nope. <laughs> you would tell me if my food was bad. You would do it in a sweet way though. Like, I would never tell your, anyone besides you. For that example, every single time I ever cook anything in the, in the pressure cooker. Cause you down didn't add water last time. It's like overdone. he made chicken jerky. <laughs> Little overdone. It stopped cooking because it was burning. Nope. Apparently, there's that setting. Nothing where wrong it's with burning. chicken jerky every once in a while. No, I wouldn't. I would tell you. I wouldn't tell you anyone besides you if they're cooking. I would tell my mom. But that's it. Yeah. The cool. end. Well, fun guys. Okay, more to come. Thank you for joining us on Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. Thank you to our supporters. We are so grateful for you. You help us afford this little road um, button pusher. <laughs> your money has gone so far it really has thank you um to everyone who's writing in thank you so much you guys make this podcast cool <laughs> okay see ya we love you guys so much bye bye <laughs>